Blog Talk Radio. Boxes, 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 boxes. You're tuned into Outsiders Boxing Podcast, where they only gonna give you the realest talking. Boxing, 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 boxing. Outsiders Boxing Podcast coming to you live. What today, man? The 29th of November. Counting right, 2020 is almost over with. Um, with no sort of like certainty that the the unfortunate circumstances of 2020 will continue or not continue in 2021. So everybody who's like, I gotta wait for 2021 to start, get a fucking grip on life, man. Take a shower, get a clue. You know, anything's possible. And this this pandemic era that we're in definitely has. I mean, what what would the over under be? <laughs> you know. Uh, uh, on, you know, let's just say, you, you know, you think that a fucking light switches, and in 2021, everything's back to normal. NGA, not gonna happen. However, yeah, you know, I digress. Uh, good to be back, you know, walking into the facilities of OBP, and we're gonna have a little bit of OFP. <laughs> uh, since we didn't really get to talk a whole lot about football and stuff like that, and, you know, if you don't like football and you're just a strictly boxing nerd who lives your life vicariously through boxing and watch videos of Teddy Atlas speaking nonstop about how life coincides with everything boxing, just, like, skip the first 20 minutes or something, man, because I'm going to get into some football talk here. Then we're going to talk about the Danny Jacobs fight that happened on Friday night with Gab Rosado that, you know, yeah, it probably put me to sleep harder than the fucking uh, Thanksgiving food that I had over on Thursday night. But nonetheless, you know, we'll talk about that. And then we'll talk about the old guy fight that happened yesterday between Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. I had some uh, um, sensational internet memes, you know, with the one of Nate Robinson, obviously. Yes, he plays basketball, for those who don't know. He's not a boxer, and we've seen the, how that works out. But, um, yeah, man, it's good to be back here. Hope y'all had a good Thanksgiving and all that good stuff. I'm currently back in the Nickel Nickel 9 over here in SimCal, making my way back from uh, from out in Redondo Beach. And, um, man, I thought it was bad over here in the small city. But in the big city, everything is lock, lock, locked down. Now, I had some cousins that knew about some underground clubs to get into. That was a, a starting price of fifty to seventy dollars, I believe. So it's not all the way shut down, down, down. There's still some underground clubs popping off out there. But I took no interest in that sort of thing. You know, I follow the rules, unlike some people. But that's all another story for another day. Man, it's five something, man, and I got a lot of shit that I want to get off my off my chest. Um, but just know, 
your boy's back safe and back by popular demand. Not going to steal the green eggs and ham thing because that's JP's at the Relatively Black and Fat Podcast, the new sports center. Y'all make sure to like and subscribe, which I'm sure that Nate Robinson can't get out of his head right now. Probably the last thing he heard before going down. <laughs> Yesterday, nonetheless, um, I want to take it to everybody. And let's just see what's going on first and foremost before we get into the shit. So, uh, Willa, let's start with you, my guy. Um... Hey, it's good to be here, man. Glad we could knock this one out. I had a little Friendsgiving thing to go to early in the day, so I wasn't able to do the show earlier, but we are still here the day after with a lot to talk about. So what's going on, man? How was your Thanksgiving? Hopefully it was all good. See, sometimes when I talk a lot, Willard, like, kind of just forgets how. Uh, you don't know when I'm going to stop talking. And honestly, I don't even know when I'm going to stop talking. Um but you know that's that's, yeah, that's better for me because yes sir well it was good in the yeah, hood man. my guy how are you doing brother doing good man out here enjoying my Sunday with the family man uh had a good Thanksgiving low key just uh you know with the family just a couple of people you know this pandemic Thanksgiving everybody had man so I wasn't in the streets hardcore like you man but uh yeah man um I guess we did get to talk on Friday. With my man Seattle Sam went went ham. Who you know? See, we will hear from Seattle Sam today. He's, he is on the line, oh, but yeah. he went ham on some yeah, guy the other day. Ham on all his boys. So you know, day after Thanksgiving, he had that leftover ham. So uh, man, I try to bro. Yeah. I try to make that show, but I try to make that show, but I accidentally got cut off the second time and couldn't call back. I'm mad that I wasn't able to keep on talking through there, but I'm definitely gonna check it out. That shit was off to a wild start. You guys. You guys were a part of, so you you got you guys were there, not me, but yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, man. So uh, we out here, man. Uh, another good day out here, getting cool, getting that little winter vibe out here in Houston. You know, about sixty-five. You know, that's about as cool as it's getting right now. But uh, yeah, man, got to talk, man. Like I said, right at the right when we decided to go on at five thirty, my wife had got some shit she wants to do, man, and. So I'm going to be in and out, but I'm going to be listening, and I'll let you know when I'm on or not. And, uh, but we got the boy Simon on. I'm sure JP will call in, and I'll be uh, I'll be able to run the boards, man. But uh, I'll just be chiming okay. in from here, here and there. Yeah, no problem, Willa. No problem, Willa. Just let me know what's good in the hood, and then I'll be, I'll be uh, aware on my phone seeing the messages come through and relay it back and forth and all that good stuff. So, um, But all right, let's take it to the 206 in the Pacific Northwest. Me and this guy got a little bit in common when it comes to football because we have similar players on our fantasy football lineup that we could kind of – sometimes um, people will ask me, like, I thought you were a Niner fan. Why are you DK – because, bitch, DK Metcalf is the untradeable guy on my fantasy football team. He's been crushing it. And it goes by first. So, by the way, the Rams are trash. Fine. What's going on, man? What's going on, man? Uh, how's everybody doing, man? Um I heard Will on the line, you know. Uh, no, nah, it was good, man. No complaints, you know. Um, sounds like your guys' you know, Thanksgiving was good too. Uh, you know, just had a little bit, a little bit of a hiccup, you know, with you know fools thinking they could talk, say certain things, and not understanding. Not everybody's always in the mood, you know, for <laughs> foolishness. Because I will clown you, and that's on my life. But 
besides that, everything good, man. You know, football, you know, uh, been going on today. And uh, we also had uh, boxing this weekend. So, yeah, a lot going on. And, um, you know, ate a lot of food and, you know, feeling good and um, just want to talk some sports. Yeah, buddy. Well, it looks like JP will be coming in uh, in a second. So uh, let's just start it off. Will is in and out. So sign me and you're going to take the fucking – you're, you're riding passenger with me. We're riding in the front seat. Let's start it off. I told boxing guys who are just like boxing nerds living vicariously through, you know, the, the words of burnt sugar and shit like that, skip 20 minutes on this fucking show, man, because I got to get some stuff off my chest when it comes to football. <sighs> now, there's a primetime game going on right now between Chicago and Green Bay, and I'm sure Chris Collins was talking about, here's a guy, blah, 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 all that bullshit, right? I don't care. The real primetime game was Thomas Edwards, Patrick Brady Jr. versus Patrick Mahomes. Lived up to a little bit of the hype as far as the drama goes towards the end. Uh, it was a three-point game. Close, you know. I think the Chiefs were minus seven or eight. So, you know, that's the first time Brady's been an eight-point dog in a very long time. Covered the spread um, and so forth. So, I don't know how many new buildings are going to be made in Vegas because of such, but it doesn't matter. I see – Will, I'm a, you let me know when you're ready, Will. I'm going to go straight to time since he's right here. Um, I've seen a game not just today – but I've seen a game uh, against the Rams. I've seen a game um, – actually, I've seen five of these games where I see Tom Brady sort of uh, playing outside of himself, having to fall along with this idea of, of no risk and no biscuit. It's an idea for a man who, I mean – well, I'm not going to say he's spineless, but he's, he's a loser. He's a loser throughout his entirety of his career professionally when we're talking about head coaching, um, achievement, and accolades. Bruce Arian is ruining his football team, and I don't give a shit. I, obviously, I don't like Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs because they're front runners, but I respect them. You know, I, I think if someone was asked me, hey, RC, you're a big fucking Patrick Mahomes head, I'd say, no, you stupid bitch. Patrick Mahomes is the best player in football. All right? So figure out a different argument. But I see Tom Brady having to just play outside of himself. You know what else I've seen, too? I've seen Ronald Jones running the football very well, not getting enough burn, so to speak. And I don't like that. I don't like when I see someone who has minimal success want to just go, okay, all right, you know, we got rid of that. The run's working. Let's do what I want to do and throw the ball downfield and do some dumb shit. Scotty Miller, I'm sorry. You're, put, you're pushing white people back just like that white girl kicker from, from Vanderbilt who had a shitty-ass kickoff to start the game making history. You set him back, as far as I'm concerned. Scotty Miller, you got to get up and fight for that ball, man. You can't be looking like you got fucking, uh, you know, just water sprinklers in your eye while this guy's getting a free interception. And I don't like that. Second of all, the second interception we've seen from Tom Brady. Bounce off a receiver's head. Mike Evans, the guy that's covering you, is obviously showing blitz. So he goes in, and you're going to run towards the safety, which it didn't really matter, but at the same time, it just shows a little bit of lack of IQ. And I like Mike Evans. When people were on the Johnny Manziel hype in Alabama and thought that, you know, he was going to be the next coming of fucking Steve Young in the NFL or something, I can't trust you. 
Mike Evans built that stadium that they play at at Texas A&M where they don't follow COVID rules and regulations as far as six feet apart and attendance being less than 30,000 scumbags in Texas. Nonetheless, we have Bruce Arians ruining this football team. And I, you know, I, I was so hyped to see the post-game interview because Bruce Arians is the kind of guy when things go wrong, he blames other people. And I don't like that. Bruce Arians not only blames other people, he blames the, the greatest football quarterback that we've ever seen play this game in Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr., the one who's been doing this for 20 years. Jesus Christ, 20 fucking years. And the guy's still putting up numbers on these young punks today. Um, I see too much of Bruce Arian force, forcing his way of how a football game should be played against a man who knows how to win championships. And I do not like that. Tampa is now 7-5, if I'm not mistaken. And I don't know... I don't know what the schedule looks like for them moving forward, but they got to get it together because teams are going to be looking at them like, oh, y'all thought you are going to be the hottest shit in the league this year. You got Antonio Brown. You got Tom Brady. You got Leonard Fournette, who I always thought was a scrub. Um, Mike Evans. Um, what's I forget Godwin. Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin, who was pretty much the number one receiver in football when it comes to pro football focus and fantasy football, um, you know, lore, if you want to call it that. But, you know, whatever. I see a guy who I think might need to be fired right now. And trust me, I'm not the kind of guy who calls for people's jobs. I didn't tell Danny Jacobs to fire his guy via mail, you know, when he had bills to pay at a certain day but didn't get the check. That's not me. I never call for a guy's job, but right now Bruce Aaron needs to be fired because he's ruining this football team. He's ruining uh, ending legacy of one of the all-time greats being Tom Brady. And I see a guy who is blaming everybody for his mistakes. Son, I'm going to swing it to you first and wait till Will is ready to go on this one. But I know we talked about the, the KC matchup with Tom Brady as far as Mahomes versus Brady and how this all is. Tyreek Hill went off today. Patrick Mahomes was, you know, damn near perfect all game besides a fumble or whatever, right? Or uh, I, don't, I don't think he had a fumble. Or I, it don't matter. He killed it, and Tom Brady looked regular to a certain extent. Do you? Uh, first of all, how, how did you see the game going, and what do you think about my thoughts of Bruce Arians? Fair or foul? Well, well, that was a loaded question, you know. So I will uh, break everything down little by little. Uh, how did I see the fight going? Um, you know, uh, I mean, the game going. I seen it going. Um. You know, with a Chiefs win, which happened, you know, it well, it got a little interesting late, but they still were able to hold on and win. Um, as far as uh, see, when when you're not a fan of somebody, then you won't impulsively say things that, in reality, don't make sense. When you say that Tom Brady's legacy, he's ruining Tom Leg- uh, Brady's legacy. Uh, Tom Brady's legacy is already submitted, bro. He is the goat. It is what it is, but I'm saying that as somebody that's not a fan, so I'm just saying that, like, what it is. Because you are a fan, you would say something that's so crazy. You're not ruining his leg. This is all adding to what's already cemented, which is the greatest quarterback. So what, whether positively or negatively, you know, these are, the, these are the wizard's years with Jordan, you know. And 
Like, um, so I don't. I totally disagree with that notion that Arians is uh, ruining his legacy. Now, is Arians ruining ruining this season for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Uh, you know, I don't know. That's up for debate. I think it's a collective effort. I think it's a combination of Arians and Brady having two different philosophies on how the team should be ran offensively and they're clashing. I think it's also a combination of a team that wasn't in the playoffs last year and they added, you know, the greatest quarterback of all time, but a quarterback that's in his I wouldn't even call it the back nine of his career. Past that, you know, he's done his 18 holes of golf, and people want to maybe put him at a level that he's not quite there no more. So he's they only really added like Brady and, and like Antonio Brown and stuff. So it's the same team that didn't make the playoffs last year combined with those guys on the team. So maybe with the expectations and everything, we maybe I say we, but not necessarily me. We overrated how good they really are because I like to judge teams off, um, you know, pedigree and also within the season, do you beat good teams? So far, when they went up against good teams, the only team they won against was Green Bay. Everybody else they played beat them and beat them at times very convincingly. So that is a red flag for me, and that puts on – alerts that this team is potentially a fraud, which at 7-5 and five right now, you know, they might be able to still make the wild card or whatever, but they're definitely not what people were saying, which was potentially the number one team in the NFC, you know, they're going to win their division and all that. They're more so going to be a wild card team that maybe can do some damage if they go on a run. But we're really going off the tape, and what's really going on, they're just, uh, you know, an above-average team. But when they play against oh, no, no, no. very good to great teams, they don't necessarily perform at that level. But um, as far as the other parts of the game, um, Patrick Mahomes, once again, mm-hmm. proved and showed yeah. why he is the unquestionable best quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> I know you guys disagree, but that's okay. Not you know, me. What 400 yards, three touchdowns, you know, the whole everything. You know, he did it. Then we got another guy that I have been uh, scoffed and laughed at for saying for the last two or so years or whatever oh. is a top five receiver in the game. And you guys said he's nothing but a gadget guy, and you're overrating him. I got a question for Willa, you, and hopefully uh, Unc. If he's on the line, do you guys still believe Tyreek Hill is not a top five receiver? I want to know your answers. Right now? Yes. If possible. Okay. Look, or we can get I'll to it later. You. Receiver right now. Best receiver in football. Best receiver in football. I want to say DK Metcalf, but he's had a couple games where it's like, you probably can't, but I would definitely have him at number two right now. Um, fuck, man, that's a you say I have a loaded question. That's a loaded one in itself. I just asked a simple question: Is do you guys do you guys still disagree that he's a top five receiver? That's all I ask. It's a simple yes or no. 
I'd say he's probably on the outside looking in, but you could put him right there. I mean, I guess, if, if, if you ask me, I guess you have to ask yourself the question, is he better than Keenan Allen? Because I got Keenan Allen at number five, and if he's outside looking in at six. I think he's better than better? Keenan Allen, and I like Keenan Allen. But I think I think Tyreek Hill is better than Keenan, uh, Keenan Allen. I've been on record saying, or I don't know if I've been on record saying, but I've, I'll admit to saying that I've called Tyreek Hill a gadget guy. He's just a gadget guy who I thought was just a kick returner who's reaping the benefits of having a gunslinger quarterback. And, you know, those guys make a lot, they make other guys a lot of money, similar to uh, money that Jason Kidd in basketball made for other guys, you know. But, uh, you know, um, I'm just saying, uh, I guess you have a point to be made, and yeah, son, we know you want your credit, so hey, he's probably worth it um, as far as top five right now, and uh, I'll admit that I was wrong. I thought that he was just a, a little, you know, kick return guy who's, who's he's a, a phenomenal burner, so, you know, him and Mahomes have a great report, but I will say this, that first touchdown catch that he had where he completely turned around a back shoulder, made an adjustment catching, and still ran forward. That's some uh, that's some next level shit right there, you know. Uh, for a guy like me, <laughs> that ain't nothing. I do that on the regular. But for some people, they get kind of lost whenever the the you know people look forward and they look back. But if you start to you know spin people's heads around, that's how you see those DBs get lost and they don't know where the fuck they're at. So that was that was an elite right there by Tyreek Hill. And <laughs> man, to anybody who has Tyreek Hill in, in fantasy football. Uh, I, I'm jealous of you right now because uh, Simon, you got him on your team. How many points did he put up for you today? Uh, fifty-one points. Fifty-one fucking points. That's crazy, man. <sighs> That's, you know, man. All right, okay. You got an argument to be made about top five, all right? But I'll tell you this: you, uh, you, you're not getting off the hook, Daddy. I mean, I, okay, I'm good if you don't. You know, we, you know. I get at the end of the day, receiver might be the most debatable position because they all, they come in so many different styles and sizes and all this stuff. I get it, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but, uh, so I get that. I, my whole thing was you guys laughed at the, even the notion that he was even potentially top five, which I thought was crazy. I was like, I was like, man, the, all the man does is score a touchdown. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, he I put mean, up almost a hundred yards like, every game. Yeah. I feel like DeAndre Hopkins is the clear cut number one. And once you start going down the pecking order, it kind of gets a little, you know, it, it gets real debatable. But um, I'll give you that. But I'll tell you what, you're not getting off the hook with this. Bruce Ains, fine, let me, let me tell you, let me ask you this. If you're, you run a car dealership, right, and you hire all the guys that are supposed to be selling your merchandise and they're fucking bozos, should I expect when I pull a Karen to speak to the manager to speak to, would I, would I think that I'm going to speak to somebody who's an uh, uh, intelligent businessman or am I going to think, this guy's got to be a dumbass just like the rest of these fucking people he's got around? Because Bruce Arians has got morons on his coaching staff who say, you know what? Eh, Tyreek Hill, he's fast, right? We'll put Carlton fucking Smith the third on him. First of all, the brother's name's Carlton. I got a problem with that. The second part is you're going to let Tyreek Hill, the fastest man in the league, probably him and DK, I got to see it this offseason. But Tyreek Hill is cooking him. What, he had three touchdowns and 200 yards in the first quarter? What a joke. So these guys thought that Bruce Arians, he allowed – look, Bill Belichick has a famous saying, if you, if you ain't coaching it, you're allowing it. And to me, Bruce Arians is not only ruining this franchise from the inside out, but he's also 
got fungus all over this goddamn the organization as far as the staff that he has around for the people. I don't know who the defensive coordinator is for the I, – I haven't seen. I know there's Spagnola on the side for the Chiefs. I didn't know that. I didn't look that far into it, but I, I know he can coach. We've seen it in his days in New York. Bruce Arians. Are you calling him Montrez Arians, uh, Bruce Harrell? Are you saying he's a double well, agent? That he's working for well, somebody to take down Tampa Bay from the inside? I'll tell, tell you what. If he's fired by this season, it will be very interesting in eyeball raising to see where he gets hired next year. He's got bozos running this organization, man. And if you hang out with a bunch of clowns, people are going to think you work in a fucking circus. And that's what it's looking right now for, for what's going on in Tampa Bay. That coaching staff is atrocious for what, what I've seen today on paper. It's amazing that they only lost by they, – they came out uh, by a loss of three fucking points. It should have been a, a massacre if it wasn't for Tom Brady holding up his part of the fucking bargain. He's, high, he's got bozos running the, his offense and defense time, and he's a bozo himself. I mean, I guess. I mean, I just think that, you know, they got so many, so much speed all across the field that, you know, it was hard for um, – I just think it was hard for Tampa Bay to adjust early on. I think they made a calculated gamble to uh, um, focus more on Kelsey, and they thought that he was more dangerous than Tyreek, and Tyreek just destroyed them. Like, that was, like, to- that was just embarrassing on a lot of levels, what he was doing to them, you know? And uh, they paid for it, but they, but to be honest, you know, for them to, uh, for them to still have a chance of winning that game, at that point, I mean, by the end of the game, you know, is, is you know, in a way where you could say, hey, man, early on, we struggled, but we came back, you know, but it didn't happen. But it, that that game could have got ugly. That could have been a, that could have easily been a fifty. Easily been a fifty from a. Uh, you know, so I, to, for yeah. that to not happen, I, I says, you know, you know, g- should give them a little bit of confidence moving forward. But I just think that, you know, what's really interesting is that, you know, yeah. JP and uh, Willa had a little bit of w- w- a wager that was actually started on, on the show <laughs> months back about uh, Tom Brady and him in the MVP discussion and all that. Sitting at seven and five right now, I would have to say that uh, the way he's played and some of the struggles he's had and turnovers, I would say that Willa has to feel pretty good about that bet at the moment. You think so, huh? Oh, most definitely. Well, well, I think that Bruce. I think if Willa does win this bet, he needs to send Bruce Arians a fucking Christmas card or something because he's helping him out in doing so. Look, Tom Brady signed. He, you easily forget the stretch that Tom Brady had from week two to week six where he had a passer ratio with uh, 20 touchdowns to zero interceptions. You forget about that, huh? You live in the what have we done for you lately business like everybody else. I'm here to filter that. Look, has he been playing great the last two weeks? Not, not, not so great. The Rams, Rams game looked pretty bad. And we've seen the Rams today. No, actually three out of four weeks. It's been three out of four weeks, you know. They've lost three out of four. Well, so Bruce Harris, yeah. man, he needs to, he needs to check his ego, bro, because he's, he's sending this team in a downward spiral. But the good thing about it is, 
is if you have a good pilot, a helicopter pilot, <clears throat> they know how to land a, a helicopter when when it's, it's sputting out of control. And I guess you could put Tom Brady in that position. I think that he could somehow manage to make something out of nothing. But Bruce Aaron's got to go, man. I'm sorry. Look, would you if if Pete Carroll? Let's you know. I'm just making it hypothetical. Let's say he pulled a, a Urban Meyer and said, you know, my heart hurts. I gotta spend time with my family. I don't want to play football no more. Bullshit ass white devil. Look, if he did that and you guys needed a coach and Bruce Aaron was fired this off season, would you want him to run Seattle's organization? Because I tell you what, Russell Wilson would kick him in the dick if he tried to tell him to do the shit and criticize him the way that he's criticized Tom Brady afterwards. It's a joke. You can't have this guy. Would you want him to coach Seattle? You think he's this great head coach? I wouldn't have no problem with it, you know. Oh. <laughs> he had some good teams in Arizona. They they played us pretty well back in back in the you know a few years back. You know? One playoff win, problem. time. One playoff win. That's all he's got. Just one. Well, I mean, what, what what's his record? It, it's like one in like three or one in two or something like that. So it's not like he's played. 15 playoff games and only has one win. I mean, you know, he also wasn't a head coach until like five, six years ago. So, yeah, this co- uh-huh. you know, it was important to, you know, take into co- context. But uh-huh. I just think that, you know, you're, you got a 43-year-old quarterback. So, if there's really, you know, there's been reported that there's tension and issues. The way I look at it uh-huh. is you don't have no time to wait. If they really have a tension, if they t- tension, if they have issues – Mm-hmm. And just fire him right now if you want to still try to save the season. That's the way I look at it. Yes. It, but yes. I'm not saying he deserves to be fired. But you just at the end of the me. day, I, I'm not saying he deserves to be fired. I'm just saying that you invested in Brady, and a quarterback is more important than a coach. Uh, mm-hmm. So if – if, yeah, you, if that's what you think it is, then go with it because, like I said, you don't have much time left with Brady. He's 43 years old. I personally don't think bro, he, he's the issue. He I think there's multiple issues. Three more years. Yeah, so just just do it then. So, um, and then see what happens. But at, at right as of right now, it's going it's going downhill. Something needs to change because, like I said, they lost three <laughs> out of four. You yeah. know, and the only team that they beat was Carolina, who's not a good team. So when they the good teams they lose to, that tells me fraud. Well, I mean, uh, they did beat the Green Bay Packers, who are seven and three right now. So you say they don't beat good teams? You call the Packers a fraud? Let's get that's the only record. one they beat. But that's the only one they beat. But all the other ones they lost to. You know what I mean? But you know, hey, ah, you're like I said, question. three out of four. That's three out of four, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, KC took the foot off the gas. I think they kind of felt bad for them, you know? <laughs> you know and, Are you and sure? So Tyreek Hill was think, doing phone calls on the sidelines saying they need help and backups arrive, and, and you got that one brother man, on the side who was up in Tom Brady's face. Man, they were, playing, they were playing with their food, bro, after it got ugly for a second, you know? They were starting <laughs> playing with their food. I'm just saying, man. Uh, you might but, be right. You might be right so, about that. <laughs> But, but yeah, you know, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens, man. We still got four more games left of the season. But I'll say this though, if if Tampa, I think they'll sneak in. You know, now that they have seven more spot, seven spots in the playoffs instead of six, I think they'll sneak mm-hmm. in. But if they don't make the playoffs, 
Y'all better not duck me, because I'm going to be looking for you and JP. Who, me? <laughs> Why me? I don't I don't have a dog in this fight at all. I'm just a... I'm just a football fanatic, man. That's all. I'm just enjoying the games as they go. Do I like Tom Brady more than I like Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, sure. I'm not like, you know, I I told you something. Brady is not unscathed as far as uh, blame going goes. As far as if you want to put it in a pie, you know, he deserves he deserves a little bit of the blame. I think about 15 percent of the blame of the five losses go on Tom Brady's shoulders, and I think he would accept that. But I give five percent of the defense because. Um, you know, they're either aged or not old enough to know any better. When we're talking about guys like Antoine Winfield Jr., who is, um, you know, uh, was talked about so highly in the first few weeks and now is an afterthought. Those guys, the defense, I can't blame them too much. JPP only got one fucking hand, really. Um, but 80% undoubtedly goes to Bruce Arians. And if it's being too dramatic, I could put 10% to other things as far as conditioning coaches and shit like that. But I, I ain't going no lower than 70. I'm sorry. I'll drop the price, brother. But it ain't going past 70% of the blame going to that bald man, old man, who's a blame deflector. If you have a blame deflector as your leader, you're going to have blame deflectors as far as the people that are under you, and that being the Tampa Bay organization in general. Say it, time. You know it's true. No, I just Bruce gotta you know, go. Bruce gotta go. Uh, I I was I mean, hey, like I said, man, I I really I don't have a horse in the race for real, for real. So it don't really matter to me. I mean, I do like you know. I can't wait to hear what Willis says about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think JP's on. We should go to JP. Oh, are they? I didn't I, I see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Okay. Yeah. Um, Willis still on the board, so. Um, yeah, let me see. Oh, JP is ready. All right, good. I need some. I need some help on this one right here to try to speak some sanity to this man, Seattle Sam, who sometimes has takes on certain situations some might consider unnatural or extreme. But I'm with him to a certain extent. JP, first and foremost, man, let me tell you, the air smelled good. Gobble gobble. The air tasted good in Southern California. God's vacation is spot. What's going on, man? How was your Thanksgiving? JP, JP, you there, Willard? I don't know. Uh, let me uh, text Willard real quick, see what's going on here. JP, come in whenever you get a chance, my guy. Um, there I go, there I go. Okay, cool. Yeah, I got cool. Me. JP, what's good, man? Yes, sir. Uh, it's all good, my brother. Taking in this last evening of, you know, being off of work. So that's a good right. thing. Went on, a, went on a little, got my daughters out the house today. You know, they're doing this homeschool shit, so. You know, got to force them to get out the house sometime and do some normal people stuff. So uh went on a little hike here around the city, got that type of little exercise in. And uh, I hear y'all talking mm-hmm. about Thomas Edward, Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think it's I blasphemous can... whenever you're talking about Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. Um, whatever boot. Whatever Bruce Arians is doing to smear or besmudge his legacy, uh, when when this thing is all said and done, I do believe Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. will have his opportunity 
to last laugh, as as he's done many seasons before. Thomas Edward Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. Um, does not go out without a fight. So um, I'm not even tapping mm-hmm. into what happened in the NFL today, but I know one thing: Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. will not go out without I'll tell a you, fight. You damn right. And if I was the owner of the if the GM of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I'd send Tom Brady himself to send Bruce Aaron his future endeavor package in the fucking mail. Fire his ass on the spot. Long story short, JP, Bruce Arians doesn't know how to tell his guys to do something different when they're not doing something wrong and they lose the big game because of so. I haven't heard the comments yet after the, the post-game interview, but if you want to elaborate on that for a second, uh, would you please, about how Bruce Arians does the whole blame deflecting to the media and the press Whenever things don't go his way. Well, you know, whenever you got a white dude that wears a Kango hat, you know he's a sketchy dude. You know, I've, there's never been a white man wearing a Kango hat that I've ever felt comfortable with. So, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's not surprising that he would uh, go out here and play the blame game. But, you know, there's nothing he can do when Thomas Edward Pratchett Brady Jr., is at the helm, you know. Um, they'll they'll pull it together, you know. They got AB in the mix. They're just trying to figure out how to spread this ball around. What's 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 most efficient? So give them a few weeks. It seemed like they had hit their stride. Again, the new implementations, AB coming in, seem to have derailed things for a, a moment. So then, when you have Thomas Edward, Patrick Brady Jr., you're always in the mix, man. You're always in the mix when you have Thomas Edward, Patrick Brady Jr. Yeah, I try to tell Sam who's over here talking about Brady ain't a, a top fifteen quarterback or something like that. But it's, I mean, the the guy I see right now is a guy who is listening to the the, the critics and hearing the uh, the radio and reading the headlines because he didn't really go to AB at much. I think he get AB like four targets today, maybe four, probably three. But that's Bruce Arians and all that other shit in the man's head, man. I'm telling you right now. Slime, you got anything you want to uh, jump in on with uh, any comments made just now? I mean, I just want to know is, you know, is uh, is JP nervous? I mean, they're 75 right now, dude. You know, you said, you said he'd be a top five MVP and, you know, and all this stuff. I mean, how are you feeling? Like, are you still confident? You still, I mean, we got only four games left in the season, JP. Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. can easily turn this thing around. You know, easily. You know, it'll be pivotal. Uh, well, we a, well, having fun with the soundboard over there. A, a fat white dude in a Kango hat. You know, you never, that's never been anything you put any trust in. But uh, Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr., man, shit. You know, I, who else would you go hitch the wagon to? At the end of the day, who you else? can only control your own performance whether it's on the football field or in life. So I'm talking about his performances, how he's playing. Is he MVP worthy? Is he top five MVP worthy? Also, I had a question earlier before you were on the line, you know, you came on the line, which I wanted you and uh, Willa to answer. Do you guys still believe Tyreek Hill is just a gadget guy and not a top five receiver in the league? (laughs) Tyreek Hill had a day today, JP. He had like uh, 200 and almost 300 yards receiving and three touchdowns because JP said he didn't see it. He was out of the loop of football. So I just uh, want to inform him that real quick. I, I, I don't believe 
that of Tyreek's uh, uh, prototype number one on every team you put him on. I don't believe you line him up over there wide, wide, wide right and say, Tyreek, go get us 10 grabs a game. I think um, Andy Reid, we've seen it with him. We've seen Andy Reid turn LaShawn McCoy, Michael Vick, Deshaun Jackson, the list goes on and on of the dudes who Andy Reid's been able to utilize at the best. So I believe it's a combination of both. But if I'm answering the question directly, I don't believe you just line Tyreek Hill up wide right on any team and he's your man. Great point. Good, great take on that one, JP. I didn't even think, you know, I, I didn't think about that. Simon, you, you got, yeah, you, you can't even fight this one. I'd like to see you weasel your way out of this one, thinking you could lie Tyreek Hill up right on any goddamn team in the league. I think you can. I think you can move him around, too. I mean, all the guy does is score touchdowns. And when, uh, you know, you when you try to when you try to single man him, he destroys you. So, I mean, you just mentioned earlier how they were stupid for actually thinking that they could man up with him. So, that should be enough respect right there. You know, it almost seems like a, a contradiction, but um, you can't man up with him. Um, I mean, you can't man up with him, especially when you gotta. You can't have no help. I mean, if you go man up Tyreek, you you gotta have your top flight uh, corner on. Him. But if you, I mean, there's tons yeah. of things they can do with help over the top. If you got a safety, you can help out with on the street because the whole thing about Tyreek is you're terrified of giving up the long ball. So he got yeah. you with the short shit all day. And the minute you try to play the long, the short ball, pew, you know, it's a fucking wrap. There's no different than so, Hedkin uh, Jr. in his prime days or, or uh, uh, Devin Hester. But even better. Right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, yeah. But even more. I want to. I want to. Yeah. Those are some good points, no doubt. Those are some good points. But the way I look at it is this. When they were when they were when their season was on the line last year against the 49ers in the Super Bowl, the championship, the guy they had it was third in whatever it was. Who did they go to and who delivered? It was Tyreek Hill. I Patrick Mahomes That's what I went out of a receiver. Mm. Patrick Mahomes closed his eyes and went to whoever the ball would float to at that point in time. Stop it. Well, Jalen Ramsey. Get out of here, dude. I, I know you know you're dealing with post traumatic. I don't. I, I'm fine. I don't even care about that game. Forgotten about like yesterday's news. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, look, come on. He just closed his eyes and threw a ball up like Skip Bayless. He says it, it was a punt. Basically, he just tossed it up to who the fuck ever would catch a ball and got lucky. It's all right. It's okay. Skip Bayless also <laughs> said Tom Brady was going to win the MVP. I don't give a damn what Skip Bayless says. And he's probably, well, Tom Brady he, I know he, I know he's probably crying right now after what happened with uh Tampa. You know what I'm saying? Fine, let's let's oh, be real. If the Bucks go on a four game streak right now where Brady just does Brady things, you telling me he ain't in the MVP conversation? Well, they're not going to win four in a row. And even if they do, you don't know that. I mean, eleven and five. I mean, they're not going to win the division. They're not going to. You know what I'm saying? They're going to be a wild card. I mean, when's the look? You know, tell me this. When was the last time a quarterback won MVP and their team was a wild card team? I can't remember. You know? <laughs> That's a good question. I'll look it up right now. <laughs> you know? So, I'm just, I'm just saying. So, even if he wins four in a row, it's still not enough to be MVP. So, that's the way I look at it. But, yeah, you know, it is what it is. But I just wanted to know that. And I also want to hear um, 
I also want to hear Willis answer when when he's on about Tyreek Hill. Willis might be well, Willis with his with his homeboys out in the woods. <laughs> yeah, what's up with that, Josie? He's going hiking or some shit like that. <laughs> or he's going camping, making s'mores. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy, man. So I'm, I mean, I, JP make a lot of good points. Now, D-Hop, don't mean, you don't need to move him around. Line him up over there. I've seen it today against Stephon Gilmore. It was all game long. I mean, I, I don't think fucking, uh, like, Tyreek ain't Julio Jones, man. Let's be honest. Yes, right. he can probably, you know, Tyreek is, is, like, he can do things explosively because he's the most explosive dude we've probably seen since fucking, like, Fucking be Dante Hall or some shit, Devin McCluster right. and these type of dudes. He's he's McCluster and Hall and and, uh, and Hester, but with some receiver acumen, with ability yeah. to run wide. Yeah. You know this dude is he's he's but definitely hey, a hey, hey, but look, don't hey, don't don't start contradicting yourself, uh, RC. You t- you uh, you're on the record telling me, yeah, Julio good, but when does he score touchdowns? Julio's been scoring touchdowns for 15 years now. Yeah. Nah. I ain't never I, said that. I see no, talking no, about how. It, it's far right, more right. Tyreeks out there than there are Julio's, man. You know, it ain't, they don't just don't make a whole bunch of 6'4 or whatever this nigga is, 220. You know, now, it's a Tyreek in every hood damn near. It's some little yeah, fat Yeah, Tyreek kills the girl. same size of Julio's leg. Except there's only one Tyreek in the NFL right now. But, you know, that's okay. Uh, you know, is there, I think there's versions of Tyreek a lot of different places. The the Irving kid over there in, in, um, in, in fucking uh, Green Bay. You, Even you can say you guys, Pollard. You know, for the, the, for the, the Raiders Cowboys, got one, too. Tyreke. Henderson? No, no, your Raiders got one, too, with uh, Henry Ruggs. Burner. He probably oh, had a, a good foot yeah, race between the two. Yeah. yeah. But they ain't so, Tyreek. I mean, they ain't Tyreek. No, no, yeah. But, but I mean, Tyreek is a lot like Percy Harvin to some degree was. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think Tyreek even better. You know? Gadget guy. You know, but I mean, with, with Andy Reid, I think Tyreek could be great over there if you put him for the Rams with Sean McVay. But uh, not every team... You line them up over there with a uh, fucking for Tennessee or something. You ain't gonna be seeing this kind of Tyreek. You know, you put Tyreek in Baltimore with their route tree, and it, it seems like their inability to you know to think outside the box. You ain't gonna be seeing this kind. Hey of man, Tyreek you are Tyreek. an extreme Patrick Mahomes hater. You notice how he only gave credit to how oh. good Tyreek plays was to Andy Reid. He gave no credit to Patrick. It's Mahomes. true. It's true. JP made a great point, bro. You're saying none of, none of Tyreek's success has anything to do with Patrick Mahomes? None of it? He does, but I think what uh, Andy Reid's our sample size of Andy Reid and what he did in Philadelphia and what he did mm-hmm. in Kansas City is very similar. Using the very mm-hmm. similar type athletes to some degree and just getting the best out of them. Just getting the Deshaun Jackson ain't been shit since he left there. Um, none of them been shit since they left. That's there right. Me. So I, I believe some definitely there's a lot to do with Andy, 
and being able to put the, the player in position. Man, Tyreek Hill under the wrong hands is some special fucking teams guy that never gets the light of day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I believe that under the wrong here kicking knowledge. I fucks with that. I like that. Because Thank you gotta you, understand, you. dog. Like uh, RC, you play football, so I don't know if you play football. When you walk on the field, it's an eye contest. They say you do this, you do that, based by how you look. And I mm-hmm. believe Tyreek Hill has probably spent his whole life just trying to prove he could play receiver, no matter what the fuck he could do productive wise. For sure. What he looked like. You look like a running back. You look like one of those dudes. We're not letting you play receiver. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of coaching still going on with that ideology, man. No, I agree, no, I agree with that part. I'm just saying that there's also a lot of guys that are bigger, taller, longer, stronger, and all that than uh, Tyreek that, you know, ain't even close to his level. I get, I get what you're saying where bigger, faster, stronger, where – if you if there's one receiver that's really really good and there's another one that's really really good, you're gonna go with the guy that obviously has more physical dimensions. I get that, but my point yeah. is there's a lot of guys that are bigger, stronger, and all that stuff that just can't play. Like Tyreek can play football and he's Definitely. fast. Yeah. And if you if you leave him out on an island and think that a guy can cover him, he will you know he will take it to the house. You know, which he did today, yeah. multiple times. Yeah. You know? And, uh, but I, I just you know, that's, point out, that's all I'm saying. never know. But I, I believe with the wrong coach, one of them wrong coaches, you know, them motherfuckers, they, they'd have had Tyreek out the, out, the, out the league by now. Because Tyreek just, they'd have thrown them on their special teams and fucking, you know, just never utilized them, man. And, I mean, Andy Reid is just getting everything out of that boy. Everything. Yeah, yeah, Reed, I hate fucking, you, man. Uh, uh, what's my man name over there? Look like a star. He had Brad, well, Riley Cooper looking good. He had <laughs> got man, that, man, you know, Andy Reid been Aguilar, doing this thing for know, a long time, man. You know, that dude, coach yeah, of the year, right there. Shit, I mean, even uh, <laughs> what's know? my man name? Uh, Skip Kelly, or what? He was hot for a minute in the league. You know, Chip Kelly from over in Oregon, yeah, over in uh, Simon's neck of the woods, yeah, yeah. I feel that. Hey, we're gonna get back to this soon as soon as Willa comes in here. But let's switch it to some boxing talk real quick because you know we got to do it, right? You know. Anyways, uh, I, JP, I don't know if, if you were watching the fight on Friday, but I know I sure was. I was like, yo, I was telling my partner that I was like, yo, this should be a good fight, man. Like, you know, Danny Jacobs is a good fighter, and Gabriel's out of the way, no bitch, and all that good stuff, right? Shit. If I had somebody with a, a, a issue with insomnia, I would have the perfect cure for them watching what I've seen. The entire card being with what the fuck I've seen from the zone. Matter of fact, I even have some notes put aside from what I've seen over there. Uh, but I'll get to it as soon as I, you know, move around from it, whatever, whatever. But I'll start with you, JP, and then we can swing the sun since JP is coming on late. Um, performance that, uh, or just the, the fight in itself. That uh, transpired Friday night between Danny Jacobs and uh, Gabe Rosado. Um, how did you see? How did you see it going? Because it had some controversy at the end. The announcer fucked up and and uh, announced Gabe Rosado won, but then they're like, "Oh no, we made a mistake." And Danny Jacobs won. It just goes to show how bad the zone's going over there. They can't even hire the right guys. Uh, Audio-wise, to send in the to relay the message, and I know about that shit because I'm in the business when it comes to when I'm in Frisco. That's what I do. 
I work with TNT. I know how this production-wise goes, and it just goes to show how shitty of a production that we've seen uh, from the zone. Um, <clears throat> Danny Jacobs, he won the fight um, unanimously, and I mean, uh, what else can you say? There's a lot of a lot of smoke with Danny Jacobs from some things past, but. Um, do we want to see Danny Jacobs back in some contention with another rematch with Canelo and shit like that, or how do you feel about it, man? Man, um, no, not at all. Uh, you know, he's, you know, I already told you guys before, man, he canceled, you know, but for other reasons, but, um, I just think it was a performance where, yeah, I just think, you know, I think since Jacobs, I just think Jacobs, uh, you know, he, he got some huge paydays. You know, he got a good payday against Golovkin, got a good payday against Canelo and stuff like that. And I just think that, you know, he just got full of himself. And I think that it showed in a lot of the ways he was moving and the way he, um, where, you know, even before this fight happened, they've had some confrontations and just the way he would talk down to Rosado, you know, like he's a king or something. And just, I just think that he looked at Rosado, you know, like a nobody and probably prepared in that sense. Thought he just had to, you know, go through the motions and that he would win and maybe even potentially stop Rosado. And Rosado was game because nobody ever wants to feel like they're lesser than somebody, no matter what. No matter if you're, you know, you know, your, you know, your uh, money status or your status and whatever, you know, and the way right, Jacobs right. was talking down to him, treating him like he was nobody, I just think that Rosado was going to come with his best, and you would think Jacobs would know that. As far as the fight goes, I think the fight was very, I think it, it was a, it was definitely more technical than I thought it would be, not a lot of huge mm-hmm. changes, you know, right. um, and I, I think, and I also think that Jacobs thought maybe he was going to come and maybe attack him more. And there'd be more openings while Rosado came with more of a boxing style. You know, I mm-hmm. think the fight, you know, was definitely close. It could have went either way. Oh, um, and you know, I was it was definitely like I said, I was definitely bored by it. And I wouldn't have had a problem mm-hmm. if it went with Rosado. The fact that it was called for, uh, you know, out of Philly, Danny Jacobs. You know, you know, makes you wonder what what, what was going <laughs> on there. You know, right. but um, I think that his stock, Jacob's stock fell big time and he probably was overlooking Rosado as a, oh, let me get this quick payday before the end of the year because, you know, the pandemic and everything. I need to, I need to get in there right. and after that, I'm going to get a, I'm going to get this win and then I'm going to go and get a big fight again, you know? And and I think that the whatever big fight that was probably is out the window because um there's not a lot to sell at the moment with Jacobs, and I think he has no nobody right. to blame but himself. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you on that because, like, I didn't even really get hyped for it at all. Like, I, I was telling my partners, I was, this should be a good fight, you know, just based off how they both go at each other. But at the same time, the whole lead-up for it was like, you know, I, it looked like they're walking in staples. I'm not sure. It looks like it from the entrance-wise. I don't know where that happened, where, you know, he got in his face and said, you know, you ain't worth it or some shit like that. So, um, you know, Jacobs, uh, I've met Danny Jacobs and talked to him. He's a cool dude. Like, 
Love the story, Miracle Man fighting cancer, all that good stuff. But I sense a corny ass dude in there, man. I really do. So I don't know what the hell, you know. I don't know what the hell that we, what what we're gonna see moving forward. But I don't want to see no damn. I mean, do you think he deserves a rematch? I mean, I don't know, man. I think, I think a fight, I think a fight needs to. There ha, in a lot of cases with a rematch, I think there has to be. We also got to remember, even if we want to see the rematch, the net the networks have to want to see the rematch too, and they're gonna have to want to pay right. these guys again, you know. And I'm more so looking at it like, would the zone want to pay for another Rosado Jacobs fight? My answer would be no. Yeah, no rematch. I don't want to see no goddamn rematch. JP, did you see this fight? And um, what was your thoughts on it all? Because, you know, Danny Jacobs, we expected to see a brawl. We really got a boxing match. And then we got a botch uh, announcement at the end. Like, uh, what was your thoughts well, on it at all with Danny Jacobs and Gabby Zotto? I didn't see the fight, but let me tell you why. Um Tapping into all my um, boxing communities. Sounds oh, like the same old Danny Jacobs that I, I, I didn't care to see. Sounds like the Danny Jacobs that I sent versus Golovkin that that wouldn't pass the threshold of caution to win the fight. Sounds like the sound mm-hmm. same Danny Jacobs that wouldn't ca- cross the threshold of caution to win the Canelo fight. And um, from my understanding, this was Danny Jacobs' last fight under the zone contract, so he just came out here, got a fight done, fulfilled the contract, played it safe as hell. Um, Danny Jacobs has given brothers nothing to get behind him for. You know, nigga, you overcame cancer, but it's a gang of niggas' moms and aunties who overcame cancer. You know, no, no, I'm not dismissing that, but, you know, I, I need a little more to get behind. And one thing we get behind the most is a person who takes that step past the threshold of caution and goes into scary territory and um i think that's something Mm -hmm. we all just can feel we can just feel when a fighter is doing that and he and he's going past that threshold and danny jacobs has never done that to me the the, he left the golufkin fight out there could have won it to me he left the the canelo fight out there could have won it scared to take that next step so had no interest in danny jacobs and it seems to me um like he's done nothing to gain more interest in his name as a boxer, um, as far as his performance this past Friday. Boom. Sign, you want to follow up anything with that? Um, no, I, I agree. I just, I just think that, and I think a lot of that has to do with when, when guys, you know, when guys start getting, you're more hungry when you haven't gotten those big paydays or those big names yet, you know? And I think he's a guy that, you know, not only got the pay, he got the paydays and that was just enough for him. Some guys they want the paydays and the status and the legacy. You know what I mean? And I think he was a guy that wanted to get a big payday. He got it and now he really don't care. I just think that he's okay with losing a close fight, you know, or or in a fight where you could win and you couldn't, you didn't do enough. He's okay with that because he got the paycheck, you know, and. That just goes to your mentality and what you're about. And so, you know, it is what it is. But the problem I have is that, like, 
you talk so down. down. I remember JP pointed something out at the time in that video where Rosado and Jacobs had where he was, like, touching Rosado, like, like pointing him, like, tapping him on his chest, talking like, you'll never get a fight with me. You ain't nothing. Fighting you does nothing for me, right? When you talk down on a guy like that and then you put on a performance like that, I just can't respect it because, to me, what you were implying was, first of all, you're not worth my time. You're not worth me leaving my family, going into eight weeks of training camp, you know, all that, all the sacrifice. But if we ever did get in the ring, I would dog you. I would drag you. He didn't come close to doing that. And right there, I just I just can't respect it, you know? And I think, and I wouldn't care ever to see him fight again. Word. And I feel like they boys and that whole shit was staged. Because you talk that shit, much shit with that kind of vigor, it seemed to me like you don't want to get in there and hurt somebody. And uh, it didn't feel like that. It, well, it doesn't seem, because again, I haven't seen it. But everything yeah, I've heard yeah. from the fight, I've heard quite a bit. Um, it wasn't like Danny was trying to hurt nobody. Shit, you might got a you might got a point there, JP. We've seen a lot of that clout chasing where you you do a little something extra to sell a fucking fight. And I and 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 I, when the time was talking about it, I'm thinking you're disrespecting him as a man, not just a a boxer. You know, when manhood gets challenged, I ain't coming in to fucking have some precision pointing pop shot in of a strategy to victory like science. I'm a dodger. Yeah, and it, and it's like it'd be different if like let's say Rosado was like a known cheater, a known known PED user, right? And Rosado's mm-hmm. like running up on him like, "Hey, get me the fight, get me the fight," you know? You're like, "Look, man, I don't even respect you because you don't respect the sport. You're, you're a cheater, right? You ain't never gonna get a fight with me." That's different. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. More yeah so that's like, different. You're not on my level as far as like this boxing game. I've made all this money, you know. You haven't. I've done this. I've done that. Like, you're not on my level. And, but then the fight eventually gets made, and, like, it was just a sparring match, you know? It was just a sparring match. It really just, you know, you didn't do nothing special. Everything you said about Rosado was not proven in the ring. You did not dog him. You did not outclass him. You didn't do nothing with him. And it's like, then, but then you want the big fight. Like, you know, after this Canelo fight, you you were talking about, you know, 68 and trying to fight for a title at 68. What? Why Why would – I remember you had words with Caleb Plant and guys like that. Like, why would Caleb Plant, David Benavidez, uh, Callum Smith, who, you know, is now fighting Canelo, but at the time, why would any of these guys give you a shot at 168 based off your recent performances? They have – they got bigger fish to fry, or they can unify, you know? I just mm-hmm. – I don't get it, man. And it's just like delusion, man. It's like – Delusions are grander with him. And it's like you just wonder who's around him and all that. Uh, we know about what happened with him and his, you know, past trainers, so that shows a lot about his character, you know. You know, when you shortchange somebody, you don't you wanna, you know. Do, you uh, want to elaborate on that real short- quick for those who don't know? Well, basically, just you know, um, they just basically that uh, they, had a, they split up essentially because um, Danny, uh, after the Canelo fight, ghosted him and uh he when he got his check in the mail or whatever he got he got his check from him it was for far less than he was expecting and uh you know coming off that big payday you would think that uh Jacobs would you know uh 
you know, pay the man because he's been his trainer for a long time and everything, had a, been supportive of him the whole time, even when he was sick and everything. And then also, if okay, I get it, you know, maybe you have an agreement at one time for a certain percentage of the purse, but then all of a sudden you're getting this career-high payday and that percentage of the purse becomes a lot more. But that's why you go to him like a man and then you discuss it. You don't mm-hmm. shortchange somebody, you know, like that. You can discuss it because I was pretty sure he would have worked it out with you because he'd been your trainer for years. But to just ghost him and because, like, he was on record even saying that he hadn't, he hadn't seen or spoke to – this is an interview he had uh, a while back, but he had said he hadn't seen or spoken to uh, Danny since the fight with Canelo. So I just, I, I just don't respect that type of people that move that way, you know? So, and, at, you know, at the time, you know, uh, I, I fucked with Jacob, but that mostly had to do with the fact that he barbecued uh, Triple G's ribs and I was there with uh, yeah, yeah, Willa yeah. that night. Well, it was Willa, just funny. You know, Willa it was funny. those guys in the house? Yeah. Bar- you know, he barbecued the ribs, so that was funny to me and something that I can always bring up. But but I'm not going to just <laughs> yeah, be I a just, fan I of just you wanted, no matter I just what. Just Especially when you do shady stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, because that's mm-hmm. just not the way I move. I don't, I don't do that type of stuff. So once that, people, once I heard about that, about that, yeah, because the same, a similar thing happened with uh, Triple G and Abel Sanchez, and I don't think, and I think it was mm-hmm. wrong for the type of pay cut that Triple G did to Sanchez. But the one thing I can defend Triple G about was he didn't ghost him. He came out, he came to him from the jump before the fight even happened and said. Uh, hey, man, this is what my payday is going to be looked at. I got to give you a pay cut. And Abel and him didn't disagree, didn't agree on it, and they had to end up having to split, mutually split. But he didn't uh, <laughs> do it in a shady way where he had no idea yeah, about yeah. it, you know? Yeah, the I happened, the way that went. Purse happened, the payday happened, he was expecting a certain amount, and Jacobs gave him way less and then ghosted him. Can't respect that. Yeah, JP, you want to follow up on any of that? Because I wanted time to elaborate on it because I talk to guys that are, you know, uh, um, avid listeners of boxing podcasts and you know, boxing enthusiasts, and you know, they're the, you know, they're the ones that tell people they don't know shit about boxing. But when I uh, the story that I had talked about with the trainer that Simon just brought up to certain people, they didn't know about. It, and I was surprised about it. I thought more people would be plugged in. Uh, and we know the Andre like that story. We know the Andre Rozier story. Um, I don't think it's it, – it, uh, and I don't know all the details. Of course, we know the trainer. Uh, I think um, – so, you know how it usually goes is they get 10%. Um, my, my guy, Danny Jacobs, started getting these bags, uh, the, the, the $3 million purse, that would say. Yeah, I You know, start getting 300000 per fight. Now, you didn't came up with me. Um, when we when we was getting doing shows for twenty five hundred, when we was doing shows for ten thousand, and I shoot you, uh, you know, a rack or something, a thousand dollars, you were straight. <laughs> now your motherfucking ass wanted five hundred k for a fight. <laughs> shit start changing. You know, shit start changing with the cat looking at that bag like, okay, I got to give Bob and my promoter or whoever my promoter is X amount. That, that's <laughs> just what it is. But you, motherfucker, who I used to pay $1,000 to, you want 300 k 
uh, I think you'll do it for like 40k, and you should be happy. <laughs> but that's how how it goes, though. You know, I think we seen something similar when it came to Abel Sanchez and Triple G. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, just so you know, just let it know it ain't bad business on Jacob's side. I think on the side of Triple G, Triple G was like shit. You know, uh, Abel. You know, me and you was working in this game when I was shooting you five grand or something, and, you know, we were square with that. Now I'm out here getting this $5 million purse, and you want 500 k Now look, how about I shoot you 100 k You remember that Chris Rock bit that used to be on The Living Color? <laughs> Chris Rock used to be like, how much for a soda? The, the dude would be like, $1.25. <laughs> that would be like, how about you let me put my hand under there and you fill my hand up with some soda for 50 cents. <laughs> oh, and that's what the, uh, along, we, that's along the lines we're working on. You know what I'm saying? You're like, God damn, that's a lot of money. How about you let me put my hand under there in a cup-like um, fashion and fill my hand up with some soda for this amount of money? You know, and, and I think that's, that, that's oh, a bit man. of what Jacobs and Triple G is saying to these trainers, like, look here, man. Uh, how much for your training service? They're like, now how about you just train me this much, and I give you this much. But you also got to remember not... one thing: Triple G has looked like shit since they split. And Triple G's my Jacob hasn't looked so hot either, you know. So it's like, so to, to, to act like they're a dime a dozen, to act like they're a dime a dozen is not really, you know, the case, huh? Say thirty five plus son, nobody looks good thirty five plus. Even us in real Dude, life, he, you can't even fuck great no more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. You're not even good. At, <laughs> let me tell you something, Marcy. Me, Willa, and Sime, we ain't all what we used to be in any way, shape, or form. Believe that. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, but also still, you, you should still be, you know, you should still be able to. Uh, you know, put on certain performances versus certain type of opponents. You know what I'm saying? And he hasn't looked great, neither has Jacobs. And because, you know, if you look at the Jacobs-Rosado fight, you know, he'd been in, I mean, in that around that weight class, who's been in more wars than Rosado? Nobody. You know? He's been stopped multiple times, all that. Based all messed up and everything. And hey, you know man. he's a guy with double digit. And he's a guy with double digit of dollars of difference here. I'm sure Triple G would have gave Abel Sanchez 50k. I'm sure Triple G might have been willing to give him 100k. But when he was like, "God damn, nigga, now I'm getting paid four five million for this Canelo fight. Yo, bitch ass want 500k? Nah, that's what you ain't gonna get. That's well, what you, shit, you know. I mean, hey, that's the way, you know, hey. Well, the Jacob shit's uh, I don't know the exact numbers with the triple. I know, I know. The only thing I had heard was uh, it was a eighty percent. It was like an eighty percent pay cut with a- Abel. I don't know the exact actual number, but with with uh, with Jacobs, but it's ten percent. It was told. It was told that Jacobs made Jacobs made around twelve. I think they said around twelve million, and he only gave him a hundred thousand. Nah, bro. I ain't oh, that's a lot of money to a nigga. To a nigga, no, to a nigga no. you train me for six weeks, I give you a hundred k. We we yeah, we've you're been looking at it. No, but but there also is a lot. Is. They're doing a lot of work too, bro. You gotta understand, a lot of these camps, man, you secluded for eight plus weeks, 
You got to wake the fighter up. You got to make sure he's Son, on point with his diet and shit. everything. He's some hood shit. Danny Jacobs nah, and Angela Shearer have a different... This ain't no hot... I ain't high on Freddie Roach. Nigga, me and you been in this dusty-ass gym when I was giving you $2,000. Matter <laughs> of fact, you probably... No, but you're... But, 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 dude, that doesn't... That, you're talking... You're saying, like, you're not really... You're not talking realistic right now, bro. It's like... That it's is like, realistic. That's the why more, they get rid of the niggas. The more it's like, so yeah, that's fine. But also, you know, that at the end of the day, man, like I said, with the it's it, it, it just really it comes down to your character as a man. You know, do you have oh, character? Do you have integrity, ethics, morals, all them things? Are you a man of your word? Like it. I said, you know, but but like I said, you also get what you pay for. Like I said, you don't want to pay those guys, guys that you had a lot of success with. You decide, oh, I'm going to take this pay cut. Cat, I'm gonna, I'm, when you're making 500K for a fight and you got to give them 50. Okay, you, you, you are, you, you'll think about how a, how a regular person think about this kind of money. But when your purse is 5 million and you got to give them 500,000 to a regular dude, you're like, yo, dog, that's a lot of money for you. You know, that's a yeah, lot but, but of no, money. No, but I just... But dude, dude, this is what I keep trying to explain to you. Like, First of all, just made you in one fight more than you ever. Bro, made he didn't give him five hundred. Dude, he didn't give him five hundred. But my point is this: he didn't give him five hundred thousand. He made over ten million. That's the point. You're saying, oh, oh, a hundred. I mean, he gave him one percent of the purse. One percent. One percent of ten million. You can at least so agent, bro. To me, look, look, an agent, an a, an agent. It's a different type of thing because they're negotiating a contract, but they have so much to do with your career, like an agent in sports. They get 3%, mm-hmm. okay? But mm-hmm. a trainer is, is helping you prepare for that payday, too. So they have a lot to do with uh. the money you make, right? He, could, he, wasn't even, he didn't even give him 3% of the purse, bro. That is crazy. Hey, dog, I, I think the agents deserve more. So you don't think? So let me ask you this. So you don't think at this point, what Rosier in six weeks teach Danny Jacobs, dog? Let's be honest. JP, you just like to disagree to disagree. I mean, if you're that type of person where you make ten million dollars and you wouldn't give somebody that's been training with you for years, over ten years, up from the amateur, and you're not willing to give them three hundred thousand dollars. Number one, you a selfish nigga, and you ain't a man of integrity. (laughs) For what? For what? For what? I just said I it. Think I'm doing you a repeat favor by giving you 100K. Oh, okay. A favor true. now. The, the, he did his job. That's what happens. Well, in life, you fight. get paid for the job you do. You think, see, no, you're one don't. of those dumb people that actually believe no. that fighters don't need trainers, that fighters learned everything on their own. No, they didn't. Good niggas don't they needed people. That they purse. needed people. They do not. Just like people that go to school and get their purse. masters or their ba- or their doctor and all that, they needed professors. They needed also other people to help them out with their education and stuff like that. You need people in your life. A lot of these type of positions and stuff like that. There were people that had a lot to do with it. To act like Jacobs got to every single point in his career on his own is just ridiculous. They even think that is crazy. Nobody's asking. So, like with that, that being said, the job you do deserves to be getting paid. No. Nah. That's it. Not when I make. 
So if I make $10 million, that means Danny Jacobs deserved $1 million. I mean, Andre Bozier should have got $1 million out of that. I never said that. Well, I, stop, you said stop doing stop. The, the, no, I, no, the I did not. I said, I, no, I did not. No. I did not say it. You I did not say it. You did not say it. I already told you what the numbers oh, were, dog. I said he got one percent of, of an over ten million dollar course. This you you see saying some straight stupid shit right now. I just said one percent. Just say you just want to argue. Hey, let's move on. Let's go, let's get to the real shit. But I just do want to argue and disagree and not make no fucking uh, sense. No, I agree. Let's move let's along. Let's move along because I guess the main event was taken over for the whole fucking pay per view shit since. If somebody paid money for it, not me. I got this shit streamed anyways. But, you know, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't even hyped about this damn fight at all until I started, you know, waiting for it to start at, what, 6 o'clock? So 4 o'clock's around the way. I just look at some old school videos of Roy Jones, which I've seen, you know, plenty of times, and Mike Tyson. And, you know, I'm just showing, you know, they're getting people hyped for the fight, and then they got myself hyped in, in a sense. But... Anyways, it all came around, all that good stuff. I don't even know what to say, bro. People are talking about this fight. I don't even know what to say as far as, like, they're like, what are your thoughts on it? You know, you say, I don't even know what to say, man. I've seen two old dudes in there. I've seen a crooked decision, <laughs> a crooked draw. <laughs> Probably to make some more money or whatever. Excuse me. Um, but I'm just glad both guys made it out safe. And, you know, not getting taken out in a fucking stretcher or uh, anything like that. Um, Mike Tyson and Roy Jones, I mean, what, what can you say? Roy looked like he yeah. definitely did not want no smoke after uh, being asked about a rematch. He holding, like, it looked like he holding his wrist or something. If he might have broke that, I don't know. But uh, Mike Tyson definitely looks like he wants to get back in there. Roy Jones, I got to talk it with the family and see what they think. You know, you lose points with me with that kind of shit. You know, I don't know about all that. But um, they called a draw eventually, or, um, you know, that, that, that was decided. And uh, the only thing only thing I could think about that was the best part of the fight was the commentary from Snoop Dogg. He was killing it. <laughs> I mean, that was the fun. we need more of that, please. Let's please have some more yeah. of Uncle Snoop and some fight commentary. I could, I, I, I'm with that. But, uh, um, as far as the fight goes, JT, I'll start with you, man. Um, what did you think about it, man? Because it was a lot to take in between two legends who stepped in the ring last night. It was cool to see. I, I mean, you know, it's, I, I really just don't know how to comment or like to just to comment on what I've seen because to me it just looks. All like, right. Um, so what, let, me let me eat first. Let yeah, me eat first. Yeah, yeah. First. So <clears throat> a lot to take in, like you say, RC, right? So it depends on where you want to stand here. So I choose to stand, I think, what's responsible of me. Um, uh, You have the choice to decide whether you care to be responsible or not. I have a sense to be responsible. uh, What I feel is responsible of me is to care for the sport of boxing, right? That's where I, I always choose to stand as a fan, what's best for the sport. So, um, this event here was a little something different, right? Um, our niche sport that we care about, 
I'm sure amongst you and your your circle of friends, you and your peer group, um, you being the boxing guy, quote unquote, I'm sure all your friends come to you, RC uh, will assign, and they yeah, they yeah. come to you. They think you some kind of fucking boxing knowledgeable god. They think you know everything about boxing, because boxing is what we call quote unquote niche, right? Um, and I think with that also comes a, a certain something you want to keep is yours. You hate when something that is uh, within a small niche group of people gets exploited. Uh, just for example, like a person who watches battle rap, like me and Willa, I know for, for sure do, like your URL and shit like that. But uh, there's a large conversation around it where it's being exploited. I don't know, if, you know, and that's another conversation, but you hate when something you love gets exploited. And so one of the conversations that's prevalent coming out of the Tyson fight is I see kind of one between um, hardcores. Hardcores are saying, you know, nothing had implications on anything real. Model Jack didn't fight anybody real. Uh, Roy Jones, Mike Tyson meant, meant nothing. This is just an event. Now, if like I started before I went on this rant, um, looking out for the betterment of the sport. I believe this could play into the unniching of the sport, right? Niche, unniching. I don't know if that's a, a word, but let's use it for, for now. The unniching yeah, of the we'll sport, work with it right? Right now. right now, we'll work with it. Um, Look, Logan Paul, Jake Paul, I don't I don't know. I think everybody's a Paul. Logan or Jake. Um I don't even know what they do. I know they're big on YouTube. Okay? Um I've been valuing for this to happen for the longest. I've been asking for Floyd Mayweather Senior versus Ruben Guerrero. I've been asking ah, for uh Chavez Senior Chavez Senior versus Sugar Ray Leonard. For the longest. I've been asking for Chris Brown versus Soldier Boy for the longest. And I think they're doing, um, this is boxing. And maybe Triller or Thriller or whatever it is, um, is the one that's, that's on the way that's, that's going to perfectly yeah. marry entertainment with boxing. Now, boxing has always relied on its big event to take over the landscape. And it still does that. The biggest stars come out for the, the when the big fights go down. It's bigger than the Super Bowl, man. Uh, uh, the biggest fight can go down on any day of the year. Like if you put together Canelo Spence, time's gonna stop for a night. You know, or whoever it be the Wilder Fury again, or whatever. You know, um, when these when when them fights happen, time stops for a night. And um. I, I believe this, though, with, with the entertainment value. Now, the, the marriage of entertainment and boxing. I believe Triller or Thriller, I'm not whatever. Um, I think it's Triller. Has got on a way well, where they, they, they've seen the marriage, that entertainment value with boxing perfectly. I think if, mm. you, uh, if you're RC, who's a unmarried guy, who, who still got some life out there, right? Don't got to abide by married nigga rules. Um, if RC want to throw a fight party, but see, if they keep pushing it like this, it's like, hey, you know they're going to have uh, fucking, um, who, who's popping, uh, J. Cole performing, 
and um, uh, Kendrick going to show up tonight. You know, they, 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 now you're selling the entertainment of the shit with boxing on the side. You know, so I, I think it's, it's, it brings in the women more. How how they're adding the uh, entertainment value like they did and mm-hmm. made it like a video in between. Um, then you're adding good boxing, man. As long as these dudes is taking it seriously, yeah, there, there's going to be some marginal difference in in uh, Jake Paul or whatever and Nate Nate Robinson. We expect the better out of Nate, but um, dude, the the fights for most part. Um, were pretty competitive and pretty interesting. And here's the best part, and I'm going to let somebody else talk. <clears throat> Adding more comp- competition to the industry incentivizes. Okay? So to me, if Nick Robinson or if Logan Paul uh, reportedly can go get a 500K bag, do- doing it this way, some YouTuber and a basketball nigga, hey, this might incentivize those of the, of, the, of the Bud Crawfords, the type of Bud Crawford, who, who at least in my estimation, has been complicit. Um, Sign talked about Danny Jacobs being complicit because he got a bag already. Fuck it, I'll fight this nobody. Nothing more we hate. But what better to incentivize an industry than adding more competition to it? What if what if those what if Bud Crawford start getting a bag? To go fight, to go fight, uh, I don't know Will Smith. You know, and it's, it's, it's you know we'll fuck it. Well, we silly enough to we we gonna go watch all this stuff. It was a great production to me. It it, it brought your your woman in, which is always great to bring the women in. It it added entertainment. You got a it's, it's a fight party within itself. Um. And if they can build upon what they built, what they started here with Mike Tyson still looking like he's good for some fights. Hey, let's bring Sugar Ray versus Floyd Mayweather Sr. Um, let's bring Travis Jr. versus Marquez. Let, 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 let you know, let, let's think here. Let's get, let's go get fucking Will Smith versus Jamie Foxx. You know, let, let's 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 do this thing, and we can really do. Let's get MC Hammer versus goddamn Tone Lope. Or something. I don't know. <laughs> but let, let, let's just keep digging here. And I believe we got something. And I believe um, it unniches boxing. It brings a wider audience to boxing. Um, we all, people left the fight saying, saying, well, that Bobby Jack guy was different than everyone on the fight because he's a pro. Um, and and, and when, when big fights come up, man, so I, I believe it's a lot of legs. I believe it better. Uh, boxing all around it brings more interest to boxing around all around if it's done right. If I'm Mayweather, if I'm these types of dudes, I'm getting in on this. It's time doing that. If I'm Mayweather, fuck it. Mm-hmm. Bring me shit over, you know, let's 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 get into this shit. <laughs> so, um that that's what I got, Archie. Okay. Hey no, I totally forgot about it. Uh, you you've been calling for this for a while, so as soon as you said it the bell rang off. I was like, dude, yeah, JP been talking about that. <laughs> For a while now, so it's finally coming to fruition, which is crazy. And Tyson, like, hey, it's legends only, his own thing. They asked if he wants to try to do something more, uh, uh, like, you know, realistic or whatever afterwards with a different brand. He's like, nah, nah, I'm doing this right here. So, we'll And, and, and who's, who's mad at more bags for more people? This thing, then, Roy Jones and, right. and Mike Tyson don't get a bag nowhere. Nick Robinson don't get a 500K bag. This is more bags. 
So if you a hater, feel like only a hater or a selfish boxing fan. And I ain't mad at you, man. We we like to keep our shit sacred. Fuck you, casual. We don't want you niggas adding low right, right. to the shit and, and yeah, perverting yeah. it. You know, fuck it. We wanna we wanna argue about Crawford and Spence to Kingdom Come. You know, to the horns fucking blow. We'll argue about that shit to the horns blow, bro. But goddamn, in in the meantime, give me um Shannon Sharp versus goddamn uh Alex <laughs> Gonzalez or something, shit. You know what I'm saying? A yeah, they, and they get, I'll get, get LeVar Ball in there, and it's going to be popping. Yeah, let me get LeVar, <laughs> you know, all day. So, yeah, that's me. <laughs> well, yeah, all right. Yeah, I'm with that. I'm with that. I like to look at the positive. Yesterday, I just, you know, took it, you know. I turned off the boxing, like, you know, like different style of watching boxing. I took that off and just wanted to enjoy it for what it was. And, uh, so I wasn't hating on it. It was just like, it was, it, you know, it was what it was. It wasn't a real, it was an exhibition. And that's how I just looked at it. It's an exhibition. I'm glad both guys made it out safe. That's just how I looked at it, you know. Um, Willa's on, though, finally. So Willa, back all the way in Scrooston, Texas. What's going on, my guy? How you doing? It's been a while. It's, uh, you're an th- hour and 30 minutes late. Normally when guys are late at work, they got to show up with donuts. But, you know, I don't really like donuts. So, What's up, man? Oh, man, nothing much, man. Just had, like I said, wife had something for me to do. So I, uh, you know, had to take uh, take care of some stuff, man. But I've been listening the whole time. And, um, yeah, last night's event on Thriller was, it was excellent, man. You know, went over to somebody's house that never has, never has a uh, fight party in the team deep. We're making $10, yeah. $20 bits on, on each fight. Guys is excited. Oh, Everybody. Sure. It was like it was one of the best events, you know. Even the first fight with the little African guy getting two piece to the dome. I mean, to the to the ribs and not, uh, stopping. Then you had um, then you had uh the little the Puerto Rican guy. I think winning the fight. Then the, of course you had the Jake Paul sleeping the, the Nate Robinson of C, uh, Seattle Simes uh boy that he knows personally and <laughs> slept. Then we had uh you know then we got to the main event man. We got to hear a lot of cursing from Snoop and from the uh, what's the guy's name, Arizondi or whatever the guy's name from UFC, man. They were just cursing up bombs and fuck that shit and all that, man. I thought it was excellent, man. Really did a great job. I, I want to see more. Yeah, hell yeah. I'm with that. You're a fan of it. It was cool. I like it. And dudes were getting beat and up. Long Beach was in the building. Now yeah. That, uh, and and, and I, I didn't touch on that, man. I mean, didn't. Them cats got a lot of build, lot to build on. They pretty much revolutionized the optics of a of a of a fight. Man, if they, I mean, we always thought that uh, Canada and UK events were so grandiose because they have like fucking fireworks and shit as a nigga walking out. Man, this was like a music video with boxing in it. Let's keep this up. Let's keep it up. Yeah, I think YG had dropped a new track yesterday too, so he had that one in the cooking. So that was cool. You brought bring something else. YG that is trash. Put something out. He was the worst out of there. French Montana. No, was I'm just saying. <laughs> dog was yeah, amazing. <laughs> hey, so hold up, wait a minute. The way you guys are both talking, because I, I yesterday I was telling people, I've been getting hit up by a lot of people I haven't heard from. 
um, who were talking about this fight. You know, it was kind of a different crowd from a different boxing fight night. So, uh, you know, Willie, you were going somewhere that you said dude never has any fight parties and shit. So we're getting that outside view. Are we expecting some big pay per view numbers? Like, hold up. All time streaming <laughs> numbers. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> that too. <laughs> that was me on accident, my bad. Is Sam still on? Uh, yeah, Sam, he's still here. Uh, yeah, what, yeah, get his call, call him out. Where he at? I don't know where he's at. He, he wanted to hear from you about. Uh, some other stuff too. Sign me there. About some top ten stuff. Yeah, he's still. I don't know what the hell he's doing. He's still on the thing, but maybe for. Yeah, I'm on. I'm, I'm just listening, man. I'm not trying to. I'm just letting y'all talk. I'm not trying to interrupt nobody. Oh no, I mean I okay, took a shot at your boy. I, I, I thought you had, would have something to say, man. Seattle's best athlete got swept <laughs> by a white guy. In the from uh, oh, you know wow. from hey, 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 and I also hey. said I also said I also said if he doesn't know how to box, it, it, it could happen. Hold up, you know? hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. He also don't know how to fight. This is the the mean streets of this. See, I just you know why I picked him. Hey, you, you I picked, picked him because Rock. I thought uh, he had regular nigga hands. Let's call it nigga hands. I thought he, he had good old street hood nigga hands at least. <laughs> Nate got everywhere he wanted to get with his feet. He still is explosive as hell at the feet. Nate just ran in there with his face and forgot to throw a punch while doing it. He gained all the real estate he wanted wherever he wanted. He just never threw a punch. Well, yeah, but that's, but that, but that's where learning boxing but, that, but that's where learning boxing uh, he, that's where learning boxing would help fight, him because when you, when, you, when you know how to box, you understand how to work your way nah, in with feints, keep your hands up, than no one your job, box, man. Huh? That was less than knowing how to box. That was you ain't never really been in that many real fights. He looks so bad. Yeah, I mean, but I he don't got think, punched I don't in the think... back of the head. Let's keep it 100. After he got punched in the back of the head, it was over. That first knock, knockdown was yeah, the back I, 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 I was like, yeah, the first knockdown, I, I was like, he was hurt. Like, but, also, but, also, but also, I don't, like I said, if you look at the way he was fighting, I bet you he hadn't done more than like maybe twenty rounds of sparring, because number one, in sparring you will get more used to you know getting hit and also how to move around the ring and all that, and also the strategy that your trainer would tell you what to work on, it would show, preferably in the ring. But I don't think he took a lot of punches leading up to that fight because the punches to me didn't look that hard. But he was hurt. Now the first one, like you could say, the one with the behind the head. Well, if you if you get hit behind the head, we know in a lot of cases that'll hurt people in general. Like it happened to Wilder, it happened to, it happened to AJ, yeah, and all that. So okay, we know about the equilibrium and stuff. But, I still might take um, Nate in a fight, in a, in a street fight. I still might take Nate because Nate was uh, able to just get in wherever the hell he want to get to. He could have probably picked that boy up. I mean, Nate's hands were terrible. His feet were, if you really think about it, his feet yeah, you're supposed were to keep, pretty you're, good. Yeah, you're, yeah you, you should. But his hands were atrocious. Yeah, there's one feet in front of the other at all times, and your head should never go past your front foot, ever. 
That's what that people shit. Make the nope. head was like wide open. <laughs> That's fact. <laughs> it's like you know how and Sean he was, he was, I you know how he was looked, like what I saw. He looked like a low budget Sean Porter, but without the chin. He looked like a low budget Sean Porter without the chin. Even worse. I mean, a low budget. Well, yeah, he good. really did a budget Sean Porter. That's real shit. <laughs> I mean, Nate's head was like. His, like, both his arms would be back in his head just when he's lunging. <laughs> like, it's almost comical. Like, Nate, did you go to the, like, if you walk in the boxing gym and you say, hey, I want to get trained. How much is it per month? And he'd say, one, 150. And he's like, okay, here's today's first training. Let's keep your lead hand in front of your strong hand and keep your feet spread apart. Yeah. God no, damn, it's like Nate has got that. Dog, it's like really, all he would have had to do with Jake Paul was 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 keep, his, keep a high guard, walk walk towards Jake Paul, catch his shots. He because Jake Paul, you know, he has more experience as far as like, he doesn't understand certain tricks. Which is if you just walk towards him and let him get off his shots in in the mix, hit him with a few shots. Let let Jake Paul work rate be more than yours, and then the rounds go more. Jake Paul would have been tired. Jake Paul would have been tired. At least two or three years. Hold up, Willem. Check check your sound, Willem. Yeah, yeah. No, I got you, bro. That dude, yo. That's all he had to do, you know? Even even (laughs) with the less experience, even with the less experience, because obviously Jake had more experience than him, what he should have done was try to at least test Jake Paul's stamina is gas tank because one thing with Jake right, Paul right. is I noticed I noticed with him he throws everything hard, you know, and he tries to explode with everything, which means maybe he's in great condition. I don't know, but you at least try to test it. But you come in there wild and stuff, and you, you know, and leaving your chin straight open, not tucked in. If he throws and he hits that you, you're gonna get caught with like shit, you know. Nate was fighting like yeah, in, in a jail cell. That shit, yo, because, yeah. like, you know, like I, like, I enjoyed the undercard with Badu Jack and beat the shit out of that white dude. You know, I could, you know, I could sip some tea with a goddamn umbrella in it 12 hours a day and watch some television like that. But when it came to Nate Robinson and this Jake or Loke, I don't know, I think it was Jake, I'm not sure which one it was, but... That was bad, man. I, I didn't want to see that. Like, I've seen the internet memes have been ridiculous today. Uh, <laughs> I mean, bro, like, I mean, yo. Bro, like, but it is what it is, RC. Hey, you put yourself I, out there like that, that's that's what could happen, man. You know? Yeah, his kids and are then the, he said he only he trained for fights from 7 a.m. to to 3. Because he's a pro athlete, you know, and he was been an NBA either, you know, he's been a pro basketball player for a while, but NBA most of most of his career, most of his career as a pro. Mm-hmm. He, that's what he's been focusing on. Besides potentially working out in the summer, he's not really into boxing. So for him to say that he just really started training since August, that's how you're going to look against a guy like yeah. Jake Paul who has close to two to three years of experience now. You know, that's what's going to happen. You know, and that's where, yeah, definitely. you know, we just talked definitely. about trainers earlier. Hey, Hey, Andre so was there, didn't deserve 1%. I like my chance. The person, I like my chance that, the, the person uh, that trained Nate Robinson deserved negative 1%. <laughs> you should be paying Nate. <laughs> hey, look. I'm and they, and they got all kind of NBA players 
jumping out the window like, nigga, I got next. Nigga, you, you ain't going to put put hands on the little homie like that. All kind of NBA yeah. players want to smoke now. I mean, I feel I feel like, like, I mean, the way Jake Paul fights, even Logan Paul himself, I feel like you, you know, you don't really need to know how to fight just to beat someone's ass like that. I like, you know, if, if, I, if hey, put my name in a hat. If uh, he was looking for some sparring partners or something or looking for a fight, you know, to my liking, more so, I like my I like my chances in a in a boxing match against one of those Paul guys just the way that they are. You know, I hate to see those those stupid ass videos like on YouTube or, or I mean World Star and all that bullshit where uh it's two guys who clearly don't know how to fight but one guy wins and then you probably think that he's gonna walk around with his chest out thinking he knows how to fight. <laughs> that kind of deal, you know. Time, so, I mean you I mean, how would you like your chances against Jake Paul or Logan Paul, whichever one it was last night? Sleep. Time's going to sleep. <laughs> yeah, right, dude. Well, <laughs> yeah, right. But I mean, you know, well, it says sleep. <laughs> nah, Sorry. that that would not happen. You can't you can't throw one punch at me at a time and expect to hit me every time. It's the same one. It's not happening. Not gonna happen. Just you, it's not gonna happen. But nah, man, that ain't that shit ain't going down like that, you know. But. Yeah, normally uh, I say know, I need I mean, eight hey. weeks, but me and Willa, Willa, my trainer, I need two weeks for that. Is it right, Willa? Hey, but hey, man, like I said, man, you, you know, boxing, RC, man, too. it ain't, it ain't that. It you will get humble, you will get humble in it, man. <laughs> sleeping me too. Well, okay. <laughs> no, no, he ain't sleeping me. I swear to God, he ain't sleeping me. Yeah, he ain't sleeping me, man. I'll, I'll get it. I'll get. It. I'll get it. I'll get kicked out the fight. I'll get disqualified before he. Oh, I, I already know. That's the plan. If I if I go in there, first of all, I don't underestimate anybody. But but if it starts not going my way, I'm, hey, it's it's a uh, I'm twisting that elbow and break trying to break it and get disqualified. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that all planned. That's, did we see that on the zone last year? That one guy who um, it was on the Logan Paul fight actually. Remember that shit? He was getting knocked out and then he got himself disqualified. It was like a year ago, actually. That's the same kind of shit. Well, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, hey man, oh, Nate, yeah, you know, man, uh, uh, Nate, just, Nate went in there. Nate, Nate thought, uh, you know, his, being a supreme athlete was going to win out. But the problem is, is that all that athleticism don't matter in boxing if you don't know how to box. Would it, if you knew how to box with the athleticism, yeah. then yeah, you would have gave Jake Paul some problems. But if Jake, you don't know how to Jake box, Paul all he was doing ball. was taking a all he was doing was taking a half step back and throwing the right hand. That's all he was doing yeah. the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Jake Paul would have Willow uh, wandering around the woods like the Blair, Blair Witch Project. <laughs> hey, Tom, what about the uh, what about the what about the main event, Tyson and Roy Jones? Like, I mean, JP and Willa are in agreement. They like it. I mean, it had a a different you know style to it with the um, with the real boxing fights on the undercard, like a Badu Jack and the white guy. I forget the white guy's name. I seen him fight before that. He, he, you know, he's a, he's a tough white guy. You got to be tough in this sport if you're a white guy boxing because you know it's uh, very rare. But um, look, man, look, the main, look, main, let's, main, let's be honest. The show the of these tall boys. Let me get. I'm sorry, RC. And I, I, no, no, you're I'm good. You're good. Go JP. I'm slightly on one. Um, the lore of these white boys, now I hope they can beat niggas' asses like they do it. Because they have blonde hair, 
They have no sense of this. It seems like Malibu's most wanted. Now, if that can continue to beat niggas up, which is like they problem. might care because I think they got hands. Hey, JP, let me say this real quick. Logan Paul or Jake Paul, whichever one it was, posted today. He's just sitting, he's sitting down, crouching, rocking the New York Knicks uh, style Nike shoes with the Nate Robinson jersey on. So... It, like hey, adding man. on to it, they keep brothers and trolling like this. They're gonna be niggas' worst nightmares, but it's gonna be profitable <laughs> because they Mayweather in reverse. It's because uh-huh. every nigga who look at him be like, "Man, I beat this white boy up." But lo and behold, this white boy like with Michael Jackson curly fucking shit in front of his head. Well, oh, beat right. your ass. No, that's what Nate did. Nate didn't think he had to train. You could just tell. He just thought that he was exactly. going to land a punch. And then but his problem was was that you have, you're shorter than him and all that, and that dude knows how to box a little bit, definitely more than you. Well, it's hard yeah. to land your punch when you're walking into a fight. boy will beat your motherfucking ass. And it's going to be a, a trillion niggas who step up. My nigga on, on, the, on, the, on the gang, I'll beat it. It's a trillion niggas from the <laughs> gang in L.A. like, this nigga on the hood, on the turf, cause I wish this nigga. Oh God, oh God, man, man, niggas, this white boy beating the shit out of any average nigga, and this shit can go on forever if they do this right, because if every average nigga on in, on any block in L.A. like, oh God in heaven, I beat this nigga up. Well, you won't yeah, that's how Nate went, in, Nate went into that fight with that that Willa, the way Willa looks at UK brothers. That's how you know. Nate was probably looking at Logan, or Jake Paul. But, yeah, because remember, JP, when they first did this shit with KSI and, and Logan Paul, they made what, like, I think they sold it for five bucks or or uh, nine bucks, one of the two, on uh, YouTube. And since they're big YouTube stars, like, the, the payout in itself was, like, I think it's over $60 million from what they made. It was like, hey, hey, making some good money over there. Now Trilla's doing something similar with it, but. Yeah, they made a lot of money doing this shit. So, like, when you say the reverse, Mayweather. I mean, and now he wants might, to fight McGregor now. He, he's calling out McGregor. He's calling out McGregor. Oh, my God. You guys think he could beat McGregor? <laughs> this is a little McGregor. With hands. This Malibu <laughs> He might be too big for McGregor, man. man. To be honest, he might be too yeah, big. Yeah, McGregor's a little guy. The, these Logan niggas got the chance to be huge. If they just keep beating up niggas, because oh, but you keep saying that, but no, no only, I, one I, I one. <laughs> only one of them won. Only one of them won, dude. The other guy lost. The other guy lost, dude. Will. The other guy lost to the uh, UK brother. Well, yeah, you think true. you can whoop? Point, you think you can whoop Logan Paul, don't you? Hell yeah! Oh, I'm guaranteed. Give me. I need two weeks of training. That's it. RC think he can whoop the shit. We all think we mm-hmm. can whoop him. No, God no. Both of them brothers sleeping all y'all, dog. No, but there's different. That, there's that, different. That, that, I don't. I don't no, but there. You, the reasoning, the same reasoning why you think what you think is the same reason why you thought Pro Gray was gonna destroy Josh right, Taylor. There go. When I watch, when I watch Logan Paul and I watch Jake Paul, I look at what I know they don't know how to do, and what I think, what I do know I can do, and I look at that. There's a difference. They're pretty Man, good. They're okay. You know? Beat the shit but, out of you. 
production and the fighters every like Snoop was saying uh, uh, to me hilariously now let, let, let's just address some mm. of the, the, the hardcores and some of 
to people I don't like personally in the conversation. There was a lot of people out there saying, Snoop, you're you're nullifying, you're dismissing, you're numbing down, you're dumbing down the importance of a person getting knocked out. Now at the moment Nate was going you know, Nate was, you know, going through a lot. Snoop had a whole lot of comic relief going on at that time. Now, <laughs> there were a lot of people talking about, you know, uh you know, I just don't like you know, Nate, and we've seen a lot of people not get up and, you know, Snoop's just singing Negro spirituals and, you know, whatever the fuck, all the shit Snoop was doing, man. <laughs> so there were some dickheads out, at least I'm going to call them dickheads to me. You don't, you, you could be on that side that says, Snoop, we don't need your type in this sport. But to me, them is them hardcores. Them are them ones that don't yeah. want the sport to be unniched. Mm-hmm. They they want to keep it there. Sacred as you call it. Sacred. They 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 want to keep yeah. it their little special thing. And they want to mm-hmm. argue about Errol and Crawford until the fucking cows come home. You know, I've been one calling for this type of event. So um unexpectedly the fighters held their end of the stick. Even funny ass Roy yeah, like I've been saying, one of the things when I'm feeling down and out, I say, man, let me go watch some Roy training footage. I need to pick uh-huh. up. I I need to laugh. I need to smile. Let me go watch some Roy footage. There's nothing funnier than to watch Roy do all this no look shit and all these hooks and blah, 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 all this all these six, yeah, seven, eight, forgot. twelve punch co- combinations with no power. Oh yeah, let's and not all forget the music. remix. See, y'all must have forgot he came out with. <laughs> the boy was jamming My coming God. out though. Hey. <laughs> he was jamming. The boy, boy. <laughs> the boy, hey, he had the best song of the night. He was you jamming. didn't hear that? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't he hear that? Dog. He must not heard that verse. That boy spit. That boy said he the best of the best, dog. He had that new school you flow, know, dog. Hey, he said he said he got something coming out. <laughs> in the he, said he got something coming out new Hard hitters or something Part 2 coming out His son produced the track dog. Family you know, Affair it, 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 So he's still rapping God bless Yeah y'all didn't hear it He came out to his own song A brand new song It was a brand yeah, new Yeah he did Oh I missed that part I must have took a bathroom break Before hey, he came God in I know that And shout out to Roy Jones man For forever believing in Roy Jones Roy was Roy was styling out there um, not doing anything, but still styling. You know, Roy was doing no-look shit, um, jabbing and rolling out of there and just just doing his stuff, man, regardless of anything. He still got some of his shit off. Um, but shout-out to Tyson for still making, you know, those nostalgic believers in Mike Tyson still feel it. And even I. It's like, hell, man, I don't know shit. Hey, line Tyson up, nigga. Whatever. Nigga Tyson. Fucking with him. You know, and even if Roy want to fight, maybe somebody less than Tyson. You know, if we're talking about the fight itself and we're lining up head to head, um, Roy was in definitely in survivor mode. I didn't see Roy sit down on much at all. Of course, you'd expectedly... It's a it's a hug fest between two fifty a fifty one and a fifty four year old nigga. Um, 
But but them dudes threw enough lever, man, for eight rounds or six rounds, whatever it was. It was it was definitely good enough. Um, and and Roy still did some of his shit, hilariously. You know, I I, I laughed like a mug. You know, Roy was doing his no look jabs and spinning on up out of there, and you know, and he was he was feeling like Roy. Uh, Mike looked like Mike. Still felt like me, you know. I can knock him, knock him, knock one of you niggas the fuck out. You, you fuck with him on the street now. Mike kicked the fuck. Jake Paul sleeps Mike Tyson. Nah, nah, nah. That's what ain't gonna happen. So I think a lot no, of people but, uh, uh, watched out there, though. Next. Who next, man? Uh, Holyfield tweeted them that he wants that smoke, and then I'll, I'll put this one out here real quick too. Clarissa Shields came out and tweeted Jake Paul need to stay out there. Fighting YouTubers and leave us real fighters alone. I'd be down to see some Clarissa Shields versus Jake Paul. Clarissa Shields sleeps Jake uh, Jake Paul and Mike Tyson. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, nah, she beat. Hey, she what's up with you saying? Guy, Everybody's right? getting slapped now, man. You, you in a sleeping hey, mood uh, or Clarissa something? Clarissa Shields ain't getting slapped. Yeah, they well, you thinking everybody go to sleep? You know damn well if me and Jake Paul fight, he ain't sleeping me. We had this similar situation in a podcast many years ago with me and Irish Patty Cronin. He wanted to fight, so he was overweight. He, he was weighing more than me, and, you know, we just do a catch weight. That's all. Catch weight. <laughs> Sign laughed at me. At no, I don't think well, Jake Paul know. is Irish Patty. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Irish Patty, that was, that was a funny moment in podcasting history back in 2016. He talking about he want to come to L.A. and spark. <laughs> Yo, that was funny. That was hilarious. Simon always be laughing about that shit, saying, talking about catch, doing a catch weight. I can't do no catch. I can't go in there and box with no damn 300-pound dude. What's wrong with you? No, but, man, the fighters, Mike, Mike and, and Roy, they held their end of the bargain and, and looked good enough, man. Mike more so than anyone. And, and Roy did it. Roy styled and did some no-look shit. But Mike still looked ferocious enough, man. And this thing lives to, to see another day. And I, I think if there's build-up. I think there's there's a lot of legs for Triller. Um, excited about it, man. And more breath to the boxing game. Uh, yeah, I'm with it. Yeah, I think I it's all. I think it's all good. You know, I think when you're talking about the Jake, the Jake Paul, you know, and fights like that, you know, I mean, it is what it is. You know, not tripping about it, whatever. You know, um, do we got to get another basketball player to come in and try when, to avenge Nate Robinson in a boxing scenario? When it comes to the legend, when it comes to the legends, uh, I just don't want them to get hurt. You know, so I was happy to see that. Uh, yeah. Neither of them got hurt, and uh, more specifically, Roy. Even though it did seem like Roy was about to gas out and like fall over on the canvas at one point, he was gassed like like crazy. But he got <laughs> yeah. through it. He didn't get hurt. Um, you know, they're they are what we thought they were. They're they're old. They're old washed fighters. You know, legends or whatever. You know, so you know it was expected. But. Uh, only thing I was worried about was if eventually maybe Mike would catch him on the chin or what would happen, but it didn't happen. And that that's cool. And 
so I'm good with it. I'm good with having this type of stuff. You know, uh, Snoop was hilarious on the broadcast, you know. Um, having a different type of <laughs> person on there that's not just all in onto the boxing and is not just a boxing person and just brings that yeah. entertainment, that, that's good, man. That's good for the sport. And uh, um, I thought and I thought he did a good job. Like, <laughs> like when he was like, damn, Nate, you got to have some defense, brother. And then he was like, oh, oh, damn, oh, Lord. You know, like, going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was like, bro. <laughs> Yeah, and then and then when he got knocked out, they say is he gonna be all right? Oh, he good. He's from the hood. He'll be all right. <laughs> I was like, yo, this dude Snoop is crazy, you know? I was like, Snoop hilarious. is hilarious. Man, that shit was funny. And to have that, you know, be the case, you know, somebody like that that's not, uh, you know, a former boxer or a person that's usually a boxing personality on another network and, you know, the way they kind of bring their just straight boxing knowledge. And, all. man, sometimes we don't, you know, this ain't a, this ain't a real boxing match, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Have some entertainment. Yeah. So to have Snoop on there just being funny was hilarious, man. You know, it couldn't have been, you know, any better. So if they were to do any more shows, I think, I think Snoop should have a spot moving forward. Well, people got to realize it was supposed to be Lil Wayne. And Snoop replaced him. And I'm pretty yeah, yeah, sure yeah. Snoop would have done a better job than Little Wayne. 1,000 yeah, percent. Long Beach, you know, Long Beach, Long Beach, Long Beach. 1,000%. Lil Wayne don't know how to, to keep that thing for somebody else to hold. But, yeah, that is crazy. It was a last-minute sub. And Snoop should definitely be coming uh, – should be, like, granted color commentary for all the future thriller, boxing, entertainment, whatever you want to call it, events. But – um, <laughs> yeah, that'd be dope, man. Um, but yo, we're getting over here to like two hours plus now, so I think it's time for us to wrap it up and get on to our regularly scheduled programs and ourselves. But we probably should be ready for a big uh, preview show the middle of this week because we got Garcia Spence or Spence Garcia, as it's put uh, on posters, uh, coming up on Saturday, man. Already big time. So Willa, we got something planned for that shit during the middle of the week. I'm assuming, right? Hmm. Well, we're gonna have something popping for that week. Whether I got to yeah, we got to do it. Yes, sir. And I'll see JP this weekend. Why? What's going on this weekend? You guys gonna you guys gonna go camping together or something or what? I'm I'm gonna be in Dallas on Friday, I believe. Yeah, Friday, oh, this coming Friday. That's right. I still gotta pull a stunt at work, man. I gotta pull a stunt, but I'm gonna pull that motherfucker. And um, yeah, I'm gonna be out there. So man, if my man's come out and fucks with me, you know, I, I, I you know, I love it. So you know, and you know, Willa gonna show me the town or something. You know, if he decides to come on out, I don't know the demographic. I don't know the geography. I know I'm going to be in, I believe, Dallas. I, I don't know exactly where Willie is. I know Houston. I know Texas is huge. So, you know, we're talking hours and difference in places here. So I, I don't know where my man's at. He say he's coming out, man. And uh, if he do, it'll be much appreciated. That's what's up. That's what's up. All right. Well, yeah, man. 
when you make it out there safe, don't even need to take your mask over there, JP, just for the flight, I guess. As soon as you get to Texas, everything should be back to good, back to normal over there. Because, I mean, what, yeah, it's, it's, it's different times. And it's a lot different when I was in L.A. Like, just now, I was like, man, everything closed, closed. So I'm sure you're going to have a good time over there um, in Texas where everything seems to be open. Fight going to be popping at Jerry World. we got fans and all that good stuff. So, yeah, man, I'm with it. Um, we'll be back coming up on Wednesday then, folks. Shit. You know, uh, hopefully football – well, hopefully boxing fans will enjoy boxing talk and also look into, like, you know, football and all that other shit. Enjoy the uh, first part of the show. But um, – yeah, man, I want to thank each and every one of you guys, bro. Thank you guys for coming here, bringing in your, your boxing knowledge and all that good shit, man. It was awesome, man. Thank you guys all for listening. Like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Outside this boxing podcast, folks, we'll be back on Wednesday with a preview for Spence Garcia. Thank you all, man. Have a better Monday than you did last, and let's get it. Outside this boxing podcast, we out.